turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. My next guest is someone that we have had on the show before, and I always look forward to interacting with him, and there's a very good reason to interact with him today. Twofold, in fact, he is U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno, and Bernie has returned from a trip to the southern border. A lot of politicians talk about problems. He actually spent his own money to go investigate what the border's like. I'm looking forward to that. But, Bernie, first of all, it was an unexpected pleasure to run into you Sunday at a candidate forum in the Olentangy School District. That was very nice of you to show up that day. Well, you know, these school board races, as you know, are so important. Uh, to think that the sixth largest school district in Ohio is teaching kids to hate each other, to hate themselves, uh, teaching them all kinds of things that, that is totally inappropriate for a school to teach. It's just really sad. It is sad, and uh, Jennifer Foyt and uh, Felicia Castle are uh, certainly candidates that understand the danger in that. And I enjoyed my time there. You look like you and your lovely wife, Bridget, enjoyed your time there. I thought we were hanging out with a bunch of people who were just good, like-minded Americans, Bernie. It wasn't until I saw this latest Department of Justice memo that I found out I was hanging out Sunday with a bunch of domestic terrorists. Yeah, domestic terrorists that look like look and act like Mary Poppins, uh, <laughs> baked cookies, or amazing mom. I mean, this... This uh, Biden Justice Department, uh, can we just say one thing? Uh, thank God Merrick Garland is not on the Supreme oh. Court. Can you imagine oh. if he was in the highest court of the land? Uh, he, is, he is weaponizing the Justice Department for political ends. It reminds me more of Venezuela and Cuba than it does America. No doubt. And uh, I know that you are running for the U.S. Senate because you was uh, someone who came here uh, from Columbia, understand how special and how unique we are and what we have, and you're fighting to preserve that. And you'll be part of our Republican Leadership Forum, a night with the candidates, October 24th, Genoa and Westerville, you, the other five headline candidates on the Republican side. Hugh Hewitt will moderate, and I heard your guest spot with Hugh Hewitt. So that'll be an interesting night. Uh, what do you know of the format, and what would you say to people in terms of getting their tickets at 989theanswer.com? I think you're welcoming it as an opportunity to get to know voters and have voters get to know you. Absolutely. This election is so important, and it's extremely urgent that voters really uh, get to know the candidates. Don't just cast a vote for a name that you know. Make sure you do your homework, research, see where they stood on issues before they started running for office. Don't just take uh, uh, what is being said as gospel. So it's really important to kick the tires and do a little test driving, as I like to say, for my former business. There you go. Yeah, Bernie was very successful uh, with his Mercedes dealerships in Northeast Ohio and elsewhere. And now he's heavily involved in the tech industry, but he's taken a break from that to run for Senate. You can find his website, BernieMoreno.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Bernie Moreno. And you mentioned research. You want people to do their research into candidates. I thought it was very interesting that you chose to do research on something as consequential as the southern border. Uh, I think uh, we all see 
pictures from the southern border if we watch Fox, not other networks. But you decided pictures weren't enough for you. Tell me what entered into your decision to actually go to the southern border and whether that was a, an easy endeavor to undertake. Well, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's Israel, the border, you have to be present to really understand the scope and magnitude of the problem. So my wife, Bridget, and I flew down to Del Rio, Texas a week ago Monday, and what we saw, Bruce, is horrifying isn't even a proper word. Uh, if Americans knew what was really going on at our southern border, you would see mass civil unrest and protest on our streets because it is an abdication of duty by our elected officials. Uh, our country is being invaded, as I speak to you right now, by people from over 152 countries. They're getting a free pass into America illegally, and our country is uh, not going to be safe as a result. And our elected leaders are complicit in that. That's, the, that's what I found, which I couldn't believe. Tell me how, what you learned from talking to border agents and things like that, and flesh that out a little bit more for me on the fact that our elected officials are complicit in allowing this uh, kind of lawless activity to go on. Well, let me give you a story. So everybody who, uh, who I talked to when I went down there said, absolutely, please do not go into Mexico. It's very dangerous, controlled by the drug cartel. These border cities in Mexico are very dangerous. But you know what? Uh, I'm a big believer that when God's ready to call me, God's ready to call me. So I crossed the border, no weapons, no security, into Mexico. Uh, what I found there was that the people in Acuna, Mexico, are just as upset with Biden. They loved President Trump because what President Trump did is he discouraged illegal migration that comes across their town, right? Number two, he forced the Mexican government to put troops in their city to defend their side of the border, which dramatically curtailed the illegal activity. And number three, morally, they, are, they, can't, they can't get in their mind that we would encourage people to cross that border illegally. When I went and talked to the people in Acuna, to the man, each person said they'd love to come to America, but their faith and their religion prohibits them from breaking laws. And so they don't make the illegal crossing, but yet they see others do it, and it deeply offends them. So that was really shock moment, number one, that they are more Trump supporters on the other side of the border than uh, you would see, that you could ever imagine seeing. Wow. The other interesting part is you cross the bridge. I want you to kind of visualize this with me for a second. So it's about a half a mile bridge, the international bridge, mm -hmm. that connects Acuna, Mexico, with Del Rio, Texas. You pull into the bridge. You pay $1.50 to Mexico. You go about 50 yards, and three Border Patrol agents with semi-automatic uh, guns stop your car. You open your windows. You have to make certain that you have a U.S. passport. If you do not, at that point, have a U.S. passport, they point the gun at you, and you turn your car around, and you go back into Mexico. Now, once you clear with the U.S. passport, you go about another quarter of a mile. Then you get a Border Patrol agent who checks your passports, runs you through a, uh, whatever search he's doing in his database. You show him proof of vaccination, because that's a requirement to get into the country. Mm -hmm. Then he clears you, asks you all the questions. And you go through an obstacle course because obviously they're uh, making certain that cars don't just drive through. Sure. And then you're in Del Rio, Texas. That's the legal path, right? We like that, right? That's sure. how it should be to come into America. 40 feet, 40 feet, not even yards, 40 feet past on the uh, west side of the bridge where you see the river separating Mexico and the U.S. Our government, our government installed a rope from a tree in Mexico to a tree in the U.S. with handles so that illegal migrants can cross that river and not fall into the water. When they make that trip, 
they're greeted by Customs and Border Patrol agents. They give them a change of clothes, food, and a bus ticket to anywhere in America. No test for any disease, let alone, let alone COVID. Think about how crazy that is. Wow. We have a legal path, which we totally appreciate should be the way, and yet we have an illegal path that our government has helped make easy for these migrants. And this has been going on for, since the beginning of the Biden administration, 100 to 200 a day, shipped to any city in America that these migrants could mention. Right? They said Nashville, they're on a bus to Nashville at the cost of the U.S. taxpayer. At the same time, encouraging tens of thousands to do the exact same thing, which inevitably overwhelmed Border Patrol, so they left stations elsewhere completely unmanned for the Mexican drug cartels that are not only making money by bringing these migrants there, but also bringing their drugs. It is absolutely horrifying and insane. Bernie Moreno is our guest, and Bernie is a candidate for the U.S. Senate from the state of Ohio. You can find him online at BernieMoreno.com. His Twitter handle is at Bernie Moreno. He'll be at the Candidates Forum at Genoa on October the 24th. All the other candidates as well. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. That is just a sickening story, and it tells... I said all along, Bernie, the reason the Biden administration wouldn't use the word crisis to describe the southern border is because it's not a crisis to them. It's a strategy. And the things that you've just outlined are infuriating to hear on just an observational level that they give these people changes of clothes. And and again, this is not a compassionate response to the people either. They're just turned loose in the United States of America and... uh, oftentimes with no avenue to turn to to provide for themselves in crime. It's just a botched strategy all the way around. I can only imagine how infuriating it is to the people down there in Del Rio and the law enforcement officers who know that this is wrong. Oh, I met a, a gentleman named Ernesto, Mexican-American, uh, works at the airport where I landed. He, he drove in the car with me for a little while. He is a guy that came here legally, like my family, served our country for two tours in Afghanistan. That was a whole other topic, wow. right? And he's engaged to a a sweetheart that he has in Acuna, Mexico. But she can't come to the U.S. because he's been trying for three years to legally get her into the U.S. So he drives back into Mexico to be with her every single night from work. And yet every day on that bridge, think about what he feels Mm. as he sees these people crossing our country illegally and being rewarded by the very government that he served. I mean, this guy, to say he's enraged, isn't even uh, uh, the word to use. This is a town of, Del Rio is a town of about 18,000 people living on the edge of poverty and watching our government spend taxpayer dollars, not to help them, but to help these illegal migrants is, uh, you can't even, you can't even understand the temperature in which these people discuss this. And of course, uh, every city, every county, every state's a border, uh, border state, county and city, because these people are being brought all over the country and the drugs that are pouring in, more enough fentanyl has been brought in this year, Bruce, through our southern border, from China, by the way, mm. to kill every American citizen. That's how much fentanyl has been brought into America. And again, our government is complacent. I'm happy that my opponents in this race and others are using the proper words to describe this, which is a full-blown invasion of America. And the only resolution we have today is we have to immediately send the United States military, not the National Guard, the U.S. military, to help Customs and Border Patrol seal the border tight, make sure there's no more migrants. There's another 200,000 migrants coming from Colombia through Panama, through Costa Rica, and up uh, Central America to Mexico. 
and our government is just sitting here doing nothing. We have to see our border, get the U.S. military there, and then do the obvious common sense things, which is finish the wall. Asylum seekers need to stay in Mexico. You don't do catch and release. They return to the, to the country in which they came, which obviously mostly is Mexico, and insist, again, that the Mexican military uh, surge their troops to the border. Until we do that, in my mind, Bruce, every elected official in this country is complicit in what's going on. Well, I have to agree with you. Bernie Moreno is our guest, U.S. Senate candidate. Find him online, BernieMoreno.com. His Twitter is at Bernie Moreno. You're an engaged guy. Uh, I appreciate that you took the time and made the effort to go and see this. I'm sure you thought you had an accurate picture of what the border was like before you went. But how much more... (laughs) both enlightened and uh, angered are you after seeing it with your own eyes and engaging with the people? I'm sure you have a much deeper and greater depth of understanding of the complexity uh, of uh, the failure. It's, it's 10 times, 10 times what I would have ever imagined. It was, it was every worst nightmare I had times 10, Bruce. Uh, I always heard people say that this is a strategy that the Biden administration was doing this on purpose. They're trying to change the electorate in the United States. Uh, and you wonder, you know, I don't like to make accusations like that sure. because they're pretty serious. I mean, yeah. you're talking about treason. I mean, that's just treason, right? And there is no doubt in my mind what is happening on the southern border is an intentional strategy by the Biden administration and the Democrats. And it's sickening. It's horrifying. It's motivated me to work even harder in this campaign to get to D.C. and reverse course on these things. Uh, again, if the American public knew what was going on, really understood it, and it didn't take me long. I was there for five hours. It doesn't take a 10-week examination or a blue ribbon panel. Uh, this is common sense uh, that you would see that you would never allow something like this to happen. Well, Bernie, thank you for giving us the perspective on what's really going on down there. I appreciate your time today. Where are you headed, and uh, people in, uh, in and around the state, where can they engage with you personally? So I will be in uh, doing an event with uh, in Columbus tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I will then be in Trumbull County at noon. I'll then be in uh, Toledo, Lucas County for the Oregon Republican Club at 7 p.m. T- uh, tomorrow night. And then I'll be in Cincinnati first thing in the morning at 7.30 uh, for a uh, pancake breakfast there. And then uh, heading up to Butler and Greene County, back to Franklin, Delaware, and then back home to Cleveland. Uh, this is... Uh, what I do, uh, I'm going to work my tail off uh, during this campaign. I'm going to work my tail off in D.C. representing the people of Ohio. We need better representation there. Well, we look forward to seeing you on October the 24th at Genoa. Thanks so much for your time, Bernie, and uh, good luck to you in your travels. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for having me. My thanks to U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno for joining us to talk about his trip to the southern border. Uh, He will be part of the American Leadership Forum, sponsored by Center for Christian Virtue and 989 The Answer, October the 24th. Genoa and Westerville, get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. Sadly, there is um, a mounting number of reports online that there is a school shooting in Arlington, Texas. Uh, Fox reports multiple victims transported to the hospital uh, the audio you heard playing as we came back from break was um, of gunshots at the school from a daughter of a local news anchor. And she sent um, a 10-second clip 
of gunshots. So we certainly uh, pray for that to not be uh, what has often happened. Um, one minute ago, NBC of Dallas-Fort Worth says that there's an active shooter situation at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas. So we'll keep uh, abreast of that. Uh, speaking of uh, crime, Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther and Assistant Police Chief Lashana Potts, she's the one that uh, new Chief Elaine Bryant brought in from Detroit um, in what some members of the Columbus Police Department said was a fast and loose end around of typical hiring practices. Uh, They had a joint press conference yesterday about how much they're doing to try to get their arms around crime in the city of Columbus, juvenile crime. Uh, Started the show with the extremely sad uh, story that we now have detail on the innocent victim who died in a senseless car crash on Sunday morning. She was hit when a Stolen 2022 Mercedes SL hit her head on. Ran a red light, hit her head on. Killed her. She's a widow. Her husband died three weeks ago. Now her four daughters have no dad and no mom. And Franklin County Juvenile Court judges who wrote a letter objecting to Operation Game Over. The more I know about that letter, the more I read, and I'll credit uh, former Channel 6 reporter Tom Susie who now publishes the Susie Report, find it online, thesusireport.com, is that this was uh, Judge Kim Brown imposing her will on other juvenile court judges, some of whom objected to her uh, histrionic verbiage in there that it was propaganda. By the way, she had her uh, objection to this program already set in stone and ready to announce before the program was even announced. Uh, some of the things that Kim Brown said in this email thread that Tom Susi has documented online at the Susi Report. She says, It is simply not feasible or effective to lock up every black kid who steals. Uh, other quotes from Judge Brown in terms of the police trying to get their arms around juvenile crime via Operation Game Over. She says, To say that I'm disappointed is a gross understatement. So she's disappointed that police officers, law enforcement in central Ohio are trying to get their arms around juvenile crime. Now, what has been proven time after time after time at all levels of crime is that kids who get away with small crimes escalate those crimes to bigger crimes because for an assortment of reasons. Why wouldn't they? A, they've gotten away with the smaller crime. What's to make them think they won't get away with the bigger crime? Also, the thrill, the enjoyment they get out of doing it, whatever they're doing it, it's just like anything you do in life. What what do drug addicts do? Do they start out with the same amount of drugs they use five, ten years later? No. They need more for a similar feeling of self-gratification. It's the same in crime. You very seldom start out as a murderer. You may not even start out as a felon. What have you done at low levels of criminal activity to get to the point where, oh, let's try stealing a car. Let's try robbing a bank. We've got to kill somebody. Oh, okay. You get hardened to your behavior. So Ginther and uh, the deputy chief 
make an announcement Tuesday, that's yesterday, about juvenile crime in the city. Oh, we're working on it. We're really working on it. Hmm. Murders are up 30%. How many street gangs do you think there are in Columbus? According to Lashana Potts, there are 17 street gangs in our city with 480 members. And the gang members are believed to be responsible for 36% of the homicides in the city. Well, I'm glad that our mayor is awakened to this and is working on it. I'm sure he'll have some blue ribbon panel or something. So I'd have hope if we had people in the system who understood that the only deterrent to this kind of activity is punishment, consequences. Kim Brown says it's impossible to lock up everybody who steals. Is it? Is it, Kim? I bet if they made their way to your house and started stealing, if your car came up missing, I bet it'd become a much higher priority for you. I bet if it was your husband or a loved one who ended up hit by somebody stealing a car and they were dead, you might view it a little differently. Hopefully a lot different. We get what we allow. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate? 